Welcome to Living Rural, a podcast on home financing and mortgages for rural living. I'm Michelle Sandin, your host and your Rural First Consumer Lending Officer with Farm Credit Services of America. And let's dive into the world of rural home financing together. Welcome to Living Rural. On this episode of Rural Living, we're going to be discussing how do you get prepared to buy a home, what are the things you need to look at, and how to prepare yourself to either purchase that land uh, or, or that new first-time home buyer, or, or any home for that matter. With me today is Kristen Larson. Hello, Kristen. Hey, Michelle. Thanks for coming back. Yes, thanks for having me. Yeah. So I thought we'd just kind of talk about today kind of what a person should look for when when starting to get pre-approved. Um, you know, there, I have a lot of people that come to me that they don't even know where to begin, you know, so kind of kind of what the first steps are. So I think when somebody calls in, kind of the first thing I kind of do is is talk about where the property is because we can lend, you know, all over the state, the state of Iowa and other states. So kind of what property they're looking at. Is it an acreage? Is it in town? Because we have different lending limits for our consumers. So we want to kind of break down where they're looking at. Sometimes they don't have a property in mind yet. So it's just kind of starting out. And a lot of times they have no idea even how much they can they can be approved for. So is that okay, Michelle, if, if you're just getting started and you really have no idea uh, where the property will be or what you're going to find? Is that is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I said, we kind of break down what are, what is their goal? Do they want to be in the country? Do they want to be in town? Um, how much can they afford or how much do they want to afford? A lot of times they have no idea. And of course, interest rates can play a big part in that. And we've seen interest rates kind of on the rise um, so sometimes that affects that payment, quite honestly. So I kind of asked them, I said, you know, what are you comfortable with as far as the mortgage payment? We all kind of have in our mind how much we want to, uh, to spend each month on a, on a house payment. So we can kind of start there and work backwards. A lot of times, too, they don't know as far as land how many acres they want. You know, do they want a five-acre parcel or a 40-acre parcel? And eventually maybe they want to build. So there's just a lot of things that you kind of dive into. It's it's sitting down with that customer and kind of getting to know them and what's their end goal and where do they want to be and, and help them work through that. So a lot of times they don't have credit or maybe they've rented. So this truly is their first time home buyer. So we talk about, you know, down payment. What do they have for a down payment? Or maybe if they already have a home, will they be selling that prior to a new home? And where are they going to be looking at living Maybe if they're building a home and want to sell that home, where are they going to live? Are they going to live with family? Are they going to rent? Um, so there's just a lot of things. It's, it's really taking the time to sit down and understand your consumer and, and what they want to do. It sounds like there's no too early in the process to start meeting with your loan officer and figuring out these things. Right. And a lot of times it, it could be a phone conversation for, you know, 10, 15 minutes before we actually pull them in. Um, the uniqueness with, with Rural First Farm Credit is our application is all online. So it can be done at the convenience of the consumer. But a lot of times, too, that consumer wants to come in and, and see you face to face. So being local and being able to sit down with them is uh, is kind of what we strive into. So we can kind of do either. But that application is all online. So they're able to complete that, you know, maybe at night when the kiddos go down for bed or on the weekends or a Sunday night when they're, when they're kind of preparing themselves for the week. But so what types of things are involved in the online application? Is it like, is it secure? Uh, I know that's a big concern. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It is secure. They, they'll kind of fill out their information. It's all a secure website within uh, Rural First Farm Credit. And then there's a list of financials that we need, such as tax returns, bank statements, pay stubs, 
A lot of times they can link their bank statements to the application. Otherwise, they will need to upload those. And like I said, it's all a secure place. A lot of times people want to bring that into me and that's totally fine. I can upload it for them or, you know, attach it to that application. But once the application is all in there, then we're kind of able to send it through our pre-qualification website and look to get that pre-approval. And like I said, a lot of times, you know, I tell people that's not set in stone. We're just kind of starting out. We're trying to get a, a base as to where you want to go. So we're going to revise these numbers quite a few times, especially depending on if there's not a property. And once they find a property and kind of figuring out, you know, what that purchase price is and what the taxes and insurance are that we kind of estimate, because all that has to be included in the ratios, the debt to income ratios, when we look at that. I was wondering, you mentioned asking customers or prospects what they wanted for their house payment or where they're comfortable. Is that tied to debt to income ratio or how do you, how do you determine yeah. It works. Yep, it is. So that's one of the things we look at is is their mortgage payment, including taxes and insurance, you know, and what that is based on their their gross monthly income. We also look at the other debt that they have that's being reported on the credit bureau. One thing that we don't look at is some things, you know, that aren't reported on the credit bureau, such as, you know, going out to eat or, or going to the movie together with the family or having those family vacations. So that's why I always ask them, you have in your mind what you're comfortable with as far as a mortgage payments. You know, there's things that I don't know that aren't on that credit report. So it's very important that they have that number in their mind because we don't want to get them in something that that could create uh, a problem down the road. That's great. That's yeah. great. Talk to me a little bit more about down payment. Do most people save up or how did how does that work? Yeah. So at Farm Credit Services uh, Rural First, our consumer product does require 15% down. The nice thing with that is, you know, a lot of lenders require 20% down or you have to pay private mortgage insurance and we don't have that. So we'll allow 15% down and no PMI. So that's that's one of very unique things that we're able to offer. Um, down payment can come in the form of cash, can come in the form of a gift, or equity in other real estate. So if somebody owns other land or maybe have an, another home that has some equity, we can look to utilize that as far as down payment. So that can come in handy as well. That's another uniqueness that we have. So you're saying the home that they're buying could be the collateral for the loan, but also another property or or uh, own potentially by someone else. Yes, yep, or other land that they own. Another thing too is maybe dad or grandpa has some farm ground that they kind of want to pledge as, as far as that down payment. And so we're able to use that as, as a down payment. Uh, other collateral, other real estate is what we're looking for. That's unique, isn't it? Very unique, yes. And yep. that provides flexibility and lots of options. Mm -hmm. Yes. What about on new construction? How how does that work for down payment? Yep. So new construction there again, we still need that 15% down. Um, we'll determine that once we get that appraisal. So with our construction, we do kind of that as completed appraisal based on the plans and bids. So once we get that appraisal in, um, we're able to determine our final loan amount. Looking to have that 15% down. So there again, is it there? Is it in that property? Or do they have a home that maybe they're living in while they're building the new home that has some equity that we can use? Or is there other real estate? Or um, a lot of times if it's if it's a parcel, I see a lot of this is maybe they're building on a 40 or 80 acre parcel that's owned by dad, or eventually they're looking to get that whole parcel. We can utilize some of that equity in that parcel for their down payment. 
Oh, yeah. Or if they own the lot they're building on already, that would have some equity in it towards that final loan amount. Yes. Too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's great consideration. Yes. Another thing, too, that we look at is when we're looking at income, you know, in in beans, I used to to work on the secondary market. The, The uniqueness of farm credit is you may not have to be at that job for the full two years. You know, if you've had a good history of being in the same line of work, Or, you know, and maybe you've only been on the job six months. That's okay. You know, we're going to verify it with those pay stubs and maybe a letter from your employer. But a lot of the income doesn't necessarily need to be seasoned for two years or more, um, like maybe other lenders may require. Yeah, that's true. And in some of the specialized industries, if you're getting a contract and you're starting, maybe moving to your new job and starting in a couple months, we can use that income to close on a new home in your new location Yes. Prior to starting, right? Yep, prior to starting the job. So that's that's pretty unique. Yeah, that's great. And that's it's really giving the benefit of the doubt that uh, and, and treating people the right way. I like that. Right. Um, one thing, too, I thought about is, you know, a lot of times we do have a lot of first-time home buyers that come to us that, that don't know, you know, where to even begin. Um, so I think sometimes, you know, and I've been doing lending for 15, <laughs> 20 years, but I think what I what I kind of pride myself on is, counseling. You know, a lot of times you get a a lot of young people that maybe don't have credit or, you know, kind of had some mishaps or how do I build up that credit? So really counseling them, um, you know, helping them figure out what to kind of pay off or how to kind of get some credit established, you know, paying down some things and then coming back in six months to a year. And you'd be surprised the people that you can help. Um, And they're ecstatic, right? They've kind of listened to us. They've listened to our expertise, our education on how to get that credit built up and then come back for that first time uh, home loan or even land that eventually too that they're looking to build on. I can think of one couple off the top of my head too that, that bought land here 18 months ago and we're looking to build. And at that time, they just weren't quite ready, kind of based on um, some things that they had going on in their life. So they we kind of worked together, educated them on kind of what they needed to do. And here they are back, and they are building a brand new home on that land. So that's pretty cool to see them able to do that now, 18 months later. That's neat. It's really a relationship that you build over time and help work together to get to that end goal of where and um, where their dream property and where they're able to build and, and can get there together. That's really neat. Yes, Good absolutely. Story. Yeah. I think another thing too, um, when you're kind of preparing to talk to a loan officer, whether it's myself or, or anybody in the industry is, is kind of having all your financials ready. You know, typically we want to see two or three years of those full tax returns and pay stubs. If you are self-employed, um, we can still lend, you know, but there's different uh, things that we may need for a self-employed borrower. If it's, if it's kind of a new year and those tax returns aren't done, We're going to ask for like a profit and loss just to kind of see what happened. You know, what was your income that last year? So even though, you know, when you're ready to go talk to somebody, it's just having all those financials ready. So you're prepared to sit down with that loan officer and kind of go through your income and credit and see where you stand. That's true. Um, And you kind of provide a, or you you prepare a list of assets and liabilities. So knowing what you have and what you owe are all good good things to do, including sometimes proof of those, right? Yes, yep. Just having, um, like you said, knowing what you owe, how much you have, you know, your assets, and it's good awareness to, to know of all that. So it's essentially building a balance sheet. You know, if somebody has a bunch of entities or partnerships, um, we we need those documents as well. And sometimes that can be a lot of documents, you know, a lot of tax returns. Um, but 
it's it's getting down to the bottom and making sure that we verify all the income that is there in order to support a repayment for the type of loan that they're wanting. Yeah, it's kind of a funny thing in the mortgage industry. Um, when you're talking to any loan officer, they need every page we will need or they will need every page of your bank statement, including the bank, the blank pages, right, Michelle? Yep. Yes, tax returns, every, you know, you say every page, every schedule. And it's funny, they'll kind of send you page one and two. And I'm like, no, I got to have the thing. Well, it's 80 pages long. I know, we have to have that. But, you know, it's just making sure that we're giving you enough income to, to show repayment of that, of that new loan. And then to make sure that that we're protecting you and, and to make sure that 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 we have all that information, that financial information gathered to work on that that home loan application for you. And the home loan industry is highly regulated. So this is universal guidance, whether you're getting a loan from Michelle and us or from anyone, um, because it's all highly, highly regulated and a lot of it needs to be documented and, and proven. And that's the reason for things like gathering that blank page. Yes. Yep. That's, that's the, the mortgage industry for you. So <laughs> it's a lot of work, but that's why we're all good at it. And we have to take our time and just and sit down with the customer and gather all that. Yeah. And we're here. You're here for them every step of the way, which yes. is, is awesome. Yeah. So hopefully on this podcast, you've got um, kind of some awareness on what all needs to be brought when you're ready to go visit a loan officer and start that process of getting you know, that, that dream home or that new home or, or that land where someday you eventually want to build. It does take a lot of financial information, but we're here for you to, to start that process. Yeah. And, and um, we're here to be flexible and help you think of options on the collateral, including, you know, using other assets, a gifted down payment or a saved up down payment. And we're here to help and help and coach and counsel through that, that entire process. Yep. We strive on, on our consumers and wanting them to get to get that dream home. So anything else you'd like to add, Kristen? Well, thanks for having me, Michelle. Thanks for listening to this episode of Living Rural.